You're listening to the podcast series for Women Vision SC 2020, a production of South Carolina Public Radio. I'm Linda O'Brien. We'll hear interviews from some remarkable women from across the state. They were nominated by our listeners. Join us now with one of the 11 Women of Vision SC. This week, we talk with Betty Jo Ray. She served as Rock Hill Mayor for 12 years and member of the City Council for eight years. Welcome, Betty Jo Ray. You served as member of Rock Hills City Council for eight years, 12 years as mayor. You were the first female mayor here. Yes. What led you to that path? Well, actually, I was on parks and recreation, and I started going to the council meetings just to support the council with what they were doing with parks and recreation because I felt like what people did in their spare time was really important. Plus, we had had all of our textile mills closed, so people had a lot of free time. So anyway, I started going to the council meetings, and I was sitting there one night, and I thought, well, you know, I think I can do this. So I went home and told my husband I was going to run for city council. He said he thought that was a great idea. Now, my daughter was in college, and she thought it was just really wonderful that I was going to do something like that. My younger son was very embarrassed, but <laughs> his mother embarrassed him doing things like that because we had signs everywhere and, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, I ran for council and got elected, and um, then I was on council for eight years and really involved with what we were doing with parks and recreation. In fact, the mayor asked me if I would chair the uh, sports complex, which we had decided to build here. And I said, oh, I'd love to do that. Then he turned on it. So it got very controversial. He, he decided he didn't want to support it? Yes. Because and of the cost? Or? We were in the middle of, no, I don't know why he did it, but it was a lot of reasons. Ah. So anyway, I ran on that and my husband said, Bear Joe, you better get that park open real quick before the election. <laughs> anyway, we did get it open. Two of my council members lost their seats. One of them was Doug Eccles, who's just been the mayor after me. He um, lost his seat, and then Melford Wilson, who was uh, at Winthrop. Over this issue of the sports complex? Yes. Was that controversial? Oh, it was very controversial. I mean, I had many whiplashes on my back for that. <laughs> and this was, in a way, a turning point for Rock Hill, from what I understand. Actually, it was. And we started a program called Empowering the Vision, which was looking at all of our strong points in Rock Hill. We had people, committees that we appointed to different things, and like we had a beautification committee, a cultural committee, different ones of things that we were involved with, economic development and that sort of thing. So it just really took off. Well, when you took over as mayor, unemployment stood at over 17%. The textile mills, there had been 13, only one of those was open. So how did you go about diversifying the economy and turning that around? Well, it was really important that we do that. And we started our own uh, business parks people could come and buy the property there cheaper than they could in Charlotte. And we had an economic development corporation that really got out and 
really tried to get new companies to come here. We got a, several international companies to come. And so that was how we were diversifying. And that was really nice that we had tech because the people were so used to working in the cotton mills that we needed to teach them how to use the different things. So the tech was very important to us. You mentioned the sports complex, and Rock Hill has really become known Absolutely. for its sports. Uh, NFL players, 21 players who've come from this region. Um, the city hosted the BMX World Champions. So how did all this happen, this emphasis well, on sports? Well, because of Cherry Park, actually. It was so successful. And so when they did the big soccer complex, I don't think anybody fussed about it. And then we did the velodrome, nobody fussed about that. And then we did the BMX. Now we have the Panthers coming here. I mean, it's just a lot of things going on and sports is a big thing. Over at the old Rock Hill Premium Finishing Company, you just cannot believe what's happening over there. And so much of it involves sports as well. But going back to that Cherry Hill that you're talking about, how did you overcome those challenges? Well, we kept a close record on how much money it was bringing in and what it did for us. And the different businesses we brought here, they were really interested in what we were doing in Rock Hill. So that was great. So you had to really demonstrate that it was yes. making money for the community. Oh, absolutely. And we did that. We found out from restaurants, from um, hotels, and all the things that made money from the sports complex. You've also been a champion of the arts, historic preservation, and beautification, especially public art. Why is that important for a community? Well, we just feel like that just does a lot for the soul, and I'm going to tell you this story. For the soul of the people? Yes. And um, have you seen the four sculptures that we have at the entrance to Rock Hill on Dave Lyle? The four ladies that we had this sculptor, Audrey Flack to do. And one day I was having lunch at the country club and this waitress came up to me and she knelt down and she said, Miss Ray, I'm gonna tell you something. She said, I've worked here all my life in Rock Hill being a waitress. She said, and I'll never travel and I won't get to go places. She said, but every day when I go by those sculptures, I feel like I've been to Rome or Paris or someplace like that. And that made me think how important it was to people's souls. And we just felt like it was really important to do the arts. And we were able to get one of the biggest grants that any city our size for our arts downtown. And do you think that in essence stimulated the business as well? Oh, I think it was because you know, when companies come, they want to know what's there for their employees. The arts are important. Health and welfare is important for them as well. And we had trails everywhere, and that was really important for them. One thing we did too, Linda, is we made things better than they had to be. We just didn't put a field down and have ballparks and that sort of thing. We just really made them better. We beautified everything. And we had real strict rules for what they had to do with that. 
You were one of two city council members, women, and then you were the first and only woman Correct. mayor Correct. of Rock Hill. What challenges did that pose? Or did it pose any challenges? Well, at first I said, no, it really didn't, that I didn't, you know, have any problems with it. But then it sort of started showing itself in some things, but it was okay. I mean, I just, you know, I'm a hugger. I hugged everybody <laughs> and made them happy. <laughs> but, but what do you mean started showing? Well, it was just some things that I think they think women didn't have any sense. Then they found out, you know, some couple things that happened. I can't even think what it was, but, oh, I know this one man said that he didn't think I even knew how to read a business report. And I never have liked him since. <laughs> <laughs> And it sounds like you've read some business reports in your time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing I did do. I started a roundtable uh, once a month of businesses, business leaders in the community, so that everybody would know what everybody was doing and how we could help each other. And being a hugger, it was, I just would hug everybody when they come. But this one guy, I really didn't know him that well. And he was sort of standoffish, so I never hugged him. I found out later I hurt his feelings because I didn't <laughs> hug him. So now I hug him all the time. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned your, your friends with Mayor Joe Riley, formerly mayor yes. of, of Charleston. How important is the connection among mayors in this state? Well, Joe does a really great thing. He does a mayor's institute and really helps mayors realize what their job is and how important it is and the welfare. And he talked about that a lot, about being truthful and positive. And so many people aren't positive, but it's so much better if you're positive and do your homework and really know what you're talking about instead of just being against everything. And how does that help the community? Well, it helps the community that the council knows what's going on and they can answer the questions of the people when they ask you a question. And it's just important for you to know. You've been called the people's mayor. Well. I guess maybe it's because I hug everybody. <laughs> but I just, I loved being mayor. It was a lot of fun. I met wonderful, great people. I was very active in the U.S. Conference of Mayors. I was on the board and met mayors from all over the country and from all over the world, actually. And then since you have been mayor, you have been hosting a television program for more than 20 years. That I started right after I left the mayor's office. It was called City Minute, and it was just a minute, a little history thing. Now it's grown to be in a half, and a half hour. It needs to be an hour. <laughs> and um, just interviewing people about their lives, what's happening, history about different places here, the little towns around Rock Hill, and it's been very, very interesting. And we discovered these little round houses that this one mill uh, owner had built. He had these workers come in from Scotland or someplace, and they had these little round houses in there in the briars. We climbed through the briars to go in those houses, and they're just precious, there's only one left, and we've been trying to save it. 
and um, because I feel like it's just as a, a historical great historic thing. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, you grew up in this area. Uh, tell us about one memory that might have been a turning point for you. Well, just always been involved. My family was involved in things. My dad was a doctor. My mother was one of the first women to fly an airplane. <laughs> and she did all those kinds of things. And so she just gave us, uh, she was an artist as well and just led us to do things that we should do and wanted to do and not to just stand back. And, and really move forward with your dreams then. Absolutely, so we did that and that helped a lot and know a lot of people and I met my husband as I said, the guy that I ran against for mayor, he was a good old boy and my husband was a good old boy and they grew up together so it was sort of interesting to do that race. <laughs> so, and, and, and you won that race. I did, I did. Work-life balance is something that many women face. Um, how have you been able to overcome those challenges? I don't know, I just guess maybe loving people the way I do and staying busy and being positive. I think so many people just get, so they get down and I have friends that get really down and I call them up and say, get better, do better, let's go to lunch, let's do this. Maybe I do too much of that. Now that I'm 89 years old, I can tell that I'm having a harder time doing it. What would your advice be for young people today? Get involved, be positive, be sure and vote. Don't sit back and not vote. Well, this is the 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. Exactly. And what does that mean to you as a woman who has voted, who has participated as, a, as an elected official? Yes, and let me tell you, a lot of people just don't do the homework. And it's important to know and to keep up with what's going on and be positive about it. But for a young person, I mean, there are people who, who feel that my vote won't count. And it does, and they need to do it. It's their future, it's their children's future. They need to get involved. They need to run for office. They need to volunteer to do things. How would you define leadership and what makes you a good leader? Well, I think maybe being willing to do things, uh, being positive, being open about what you think, Maybe I'm a little bit too much that way. But um, just get out and do it. I mean, the first thing I did uh, when I was mayor was say that we needed to have a historic group. And it was like, uh, this woman, what is she doing? All these men were looking around like, oh my goodness. Well, they voted for it. And then that's been very important for us. We were able to buy one of the oldest houses. We formed a historic group. We bought the old house in town and have done it over. In, in cities, often there is that tension, though, between historic preservation and development. And getting those two groups together can't be that easy. Well, it's not easy. But um, so far, it's been pretty, we've been pretty lucky. We had the right people on the committee, people that had historic properties, and 
It's been really a great thing, and we've had so many people involved in it. And finally, this series is called Women Vision. What would your lifelong vision be? How would you describe it? city that is a positive city, a city that has things happening, that people have jobs. I feel like that's so important, that they have things to do in their spare time, that are positive things. One thing I do worry about is the traffic. And I thought something's got to happen. Yesterday when I was at that meeting, it was interesting that the one thing that came up around the whole table was traffic, and that's one thing. So we're gonna have to do something about that, but that is a vision that I have that we have to ride the buses. <laughs> Sounds like you'll be on top of that next issue as well. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much, Betty Jo Ray. Well, thank you, Linda, I appreciate it. You've been listening to Women Vision SC, a podcast production of South Carolina Public Radio. You can find video stories and other resources on KnowItAll and SCETV.org. The producer of Women Vision SC for South Carolina Public Radio and the podcast series is A.T. Shire. William Richardson is the producer-director of the television series. Zhao Yu is associate producer and Becca Turner is production assistant. Tyora Moody is web manager. Bobby Kennedy is Director of Special Projects. For SCETV and South Carolina Public Radio, I'm Linda O'Brien. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>